This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. Mark, great to have you. Hello, Buck. Good to hear you. So, Mark, you are a Trump supporter. A lot of people right now uh, are, well, they are worried about the prospects of Trump's, uh, well, whether he'll win or lose. We'll see. They're, they're worried. They think he's going to lose. And uh, what would you say at this point? How, how worried are you? Well, not worried. I, you know, I think if we have to put this uh, election into context, and the context is this is not a Republican against a Democrat. This is an election of the political class, the establishment of Washington that has ravaged our economy and cost lives on the battlefield against freedom-loving people across the country. So if you start with that context, and we see it today with the collusion between the media establishment and the Clinton campaign, released in WikiLeaks every day. If you start with that premise in that context, you recognize that uh, people have got to show up and vote in this election so we can change the, our course. Otherwise, otherwise, I fear that you know we're going to have a Supreme Court that is set in place for liberals for decades uh, and that our economy will continue to sink, and a lot of people across the country will suffer as they have for seven years. But what do you make of the polls that show Trump behind substantially? Almost all of the polls right now at the national level show Trump trailing considerably. People have done comparisons with other elections. When a candidate's behind by this much, he's he's lost. Uh, do you think he can make this up somehow? Or and and if so, how? Yeah, I my view on polls is take them to heart, but don't believe them. <laughs> it's very, very contrarian, right? Very, very conflicted. Um, you know, the Trump campaign has got to fight like hell every single moment of this campaign, um, and uh, and yet the media is going to paint this picture as if it's over because they're trying to suppress turnout among independents and Republicans and some Democrats so they don't vote for Donald Trump. So. You know, sure, the polls may be accurate. Some of them may be accurate. Uh, I don't believe they're all accurate. And I believe they fit perfectly, perfectly within this storyline that says, ah, it's over, forget about it. Donald Trump is going to lose because that's designed to uh, take people's heart out of this race and their conviction out of it so they don't show up on Election Day. Right now, at this point with three weeks left, Buck, this is all about voter turnout. So everything you see candidates do in the debate stage tomorrow night, everything you see in TV ads is guided towards one objective, either get your own voter turnout up 
or get your opponent's turnout down. Right. I have to say it's it's funny because the conventional wisdom is that the media wants a horse race because a horse race is better for ratings, and that makes sense. And yet here we are within a month of the election, and they're telling us there's no horse race. They're, they're telling us that you know there's only one horse running and the other one has sort of gone off into the stands to, uh, to hang out, uh, that this is all over. I think it just shows how wedded they are to one candidate here, how, how in the tank they are uh, for Hillary Clinton. True. And it also shows you what's at stake. I mean, now we, we see through these emails uh, from the media to Clinton campaign operatives, we see the collusion going on that we, we've known is there, but now we see greater proof of it. Um, and you know there is fear in their part, because should Hillary Clinton lose this race, then that challenges their power structure. That challenges the way Washington works. And look, I'll tell you what, too, you know, from a conservative standpoint, measure the issues. Take a look at the positions that Donald Trump has taken. Take a look at the advisors he's brought on his team, from tax cuts to charter schools to energy independence to uh, uh, replacing and repealing Obamacare, to building a wall. These are conservative positions. So what's interesting is for conservatives, I guess I would appeal to them by saying, look, these are conservative positions. Advisors on his team are strong conservatives, such as a Jeff Sessions, and Donald Trump will be held to conservative policies. If you have concerns about that, look at the alternative. And the alternative is two Supreme Court seats, uh, coming up, uh, one right away, um, and tax increases and more of the same that we've had for seven years with, by the way, a likely recession in our midst in the next year or two. What do you say to those, though, who just feel like as an issue of ethics and morality supporting Trump, given the comments that he's on tape having made and, uh, and, and given the way that he has sort of treated women, what do you say to those sort of values conservatives out there um, that just are having problems with that? They, they just can't do it. You know, they've decided I'm going to go. I'm going to go the Evan McMullen route because that's the honorable vote or something. What? How would you appeal to them? Because I think there's some listening right now. Yeah. No, I think that's a great question. And uh, look, I consider myself a movement conservative, um, and so this is this is where we are today. Uh, I would say that you know Hillary Clinton wants to enable abortion on demand. I mean, just ha- having a conversation with my own 24-year-old daughter last night about abortion policy and the fact that the Democrats want Planned Parenthood to be funded more, and they want abortion to be able to, to take place really up until birth. That, to me, is immoral. And, and there really can be very little argument that uh, Trump would never support that position. So I would just say that, you know, Trump's uh, comments on, on tape were crass. Of course they were. Everybody knows that. But look at the broader context in which those were released. It was by design. It was collusionary on the part of NBC News. And they are doing that because they want to protect their own base of power. So Ev McMullen make, make, may make you feel good when you go in and you click his name uh, in the voting booth. But what you basically have effectively done has has further gotten us towards immorality uh, and towards a culture in decay because you're helping Hillary Clinton get to her biggest goal of her life. You think uh, what what if you were advising, I don't know, do you actually speak directly to some members of the Trump campaign or are you just advocating for Trump? I I 
have been uh, on a, an informal pro bono basis. I've been helping since May of 2015. So yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So so for quite a while. Campaign. So what yep. what are you telling? What would you tell, or perhaps will you be telling, uh, the Trump camp about what needs to happen tomorrow, where he has his last really good clean shot at changing some minds and and perhaps uh, getting the American people to see Hillary for who she really is. Yeah. So uh, I would say. Um, I would say a couple of things. Uh, one is, in 2008, Donald Trump authored a book. It was called Never Give Up. And it's uh, paraphrasing now, you know, how I've taken my biggest uh, uh, failures and turned them into success. You know, people in the Trump campaign, more than anybody, need to be thinking about never giving up because it is this broader storyline from the media and the Democrats and the establishment political class that want us to believe this race is over. For Donald Trump in this debate, I believe he needs to come out strong and, and fight, because that's what got him the nomination. People who are sick and tired of being damaged in this economy of, of tax and spend, and someone who's actually willing to turn the media back on their heels for the attacks against Republicans and against people who love freedom and can't stand the way that our country is going. So I would say he needs to fight, just like he did in the second debate, but he needs to articulate, uh, which he did a fairly good job of in the second debate, he needs to articulate why Hillary Clinton will be a complete disaster for us and why his tax policies, his foreign policy, you know, take a look at foreign policy. Ronald Reagan's position was peace through strength, right? People are not giving enough attention to the fact that that is exactly where Donald Trump falls. He wants to build up our, in his own words, build up our military so we never need to use them. You know, that is pure Reaganism right there. And I think he needs to draw from that in the debate uh, you know, but most importantly, I think he just he needs to never give up. He needs to uh, not fall for the bait as well. We all know that now. It's easy to fall for the bait. He's such a fighter that he's not going to let any claim go unchallenged. And he needs to just be judicious in how he approaches those claims. Yeah, the first debate was a really, a really poor showing, I have to say. He got way too caught up in Hillary talking about his business record from the past. And I, I was expecting much better from him. The second debate, I think he did. Uh, give more of, of what we'd expect from the, the Trump side of things. Should he, it, it, they're going to talk, I'm sure, and Hillary's go, certainly going to hammer him. I mean, I, I assume Chris Wallace is going to ask pretty straightforward and, and reasonably objective policy questions. But should he pivot, or at least should he take the opportunity when Hillary opens it up by going after him on being a sort of misogynist and a women hater, uh, go after Bill Clinton and Hillary's uh, complicity in trying to destroy the women that were speaking truth about Bill Clinton's serial, not just adultery, but sexual abuse, sexual assault, all kinds of things. Well, look, the Clintons are, are basically a, a, a you know criminal family over 30 years, uh, and, and they have uh, you know, destroyed parts of our culture. I think, it, I think it is important for him to turn the tables back on her. But I think it's more than just talking about Bill Clinton and how Hillary has, dis, has destroyed women who have made claims against him. I think it is reminding people that she is another politician, all talk, because the people who nominated Donald Trump were folks, many of whom have not participated in politics for a long time. We want those people to show up to the polls on November 8th. You know, if you take a look at the period in early August when the Clinton campaign was in the same position they're in now, they basically they went to the White House and they took measurements of the master staircase for Hillary's chairlift. That's how confident they were of victory. They're back in that place again. And what did Donald Trump do? He got disciplined. He was on message every day, in and out. Didn't fall, you know, prey for a lot of these attacks against him. He's going to counter punch. That's who he is. 
He's going to counterpunch, but he's got to keep it balanced and talk about you know, solutions for America and motivate those people who nominated him who have not participated in the political process, who have suffered in this economy and don't want the same. Mark, what would you say earlier you mentioned that you you consider yourself a movement conservative? Uh, just what would you say to, to fellow conservatives who are listening right now who would have a whole host of objections to Trump, including they say he's not really conservative, that he's been unethical in his business dealings, that he changes positions all the time? How would you try to uh, either you know calm those concerns or, or, or at least uh, balance them out other than just saying Hillary is terrible, which we all know? Yeah, you know, okay, that's a good point, Buck. You know, when he made his apology about the remarks that were caught on the hot mic, he said after traveling this country for the past 15 months that voters have changed him. That was a remarkable acknowledgement from him. And I think it demonstrates that Donald Trump can change for the better. Hillary Clinton changes for the power. And so I would say to people who have those concerns is, you know, your guarantee is in Donald Trump's connection personal connection with voters. I genuinely believe he meant that, that the voters changed him. They've touched him personally. He changed his position on abortion because of a, a friend's in, you know, personal experience with that you know, horrendous decision in their life. And so I believe he is a changed man. So I would say to conservatives who have concerns, don't fall prey to the storyline. This is, cl- look, do we really expect any different we did, did, did we not expect the media to be in collusion with the Clinton campaign and to release with you know, precision timing certain revelations about the candidate? But here's what they're used to. The, the establishment and the media, they're used to Republicans uh, you know, rolling into a fetal position and just giving up and basically apologizing and going on their apology tour because they don't want to insult moderates. This is a man who's going to fight. And so conservatives need to recognize they should be in the game. You know, I'll be very candid with you, Buck. Back with the issue in National Review in the spring, the anti-Trump issue, I believe the mistake they made was they, they, they uh, took away the opportunity for them to influence this man's policies, the ultimate position and policies when it comes to governing. You know, the conservatives need to be in the game. The best way to do that is vote against Hillary Clinton, vote for Donald Trump, and then get in the game. Let's shape the final outcome of policies that affect our future. All right. Mark Serrano is political is a political strategist and founder and president of Proactive. Mark, we really appreciate your time today. Thank you for calling in. Okay, Buck. Thank you. The Buck Sexton Show. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.